Welcome to the historic Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, located in Houston, Texas, where Dr. D.Z. Cofield serves as our senior pastor. Let's read our mission statement together. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church will love God, love all people, and change the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. This is our 10 o'clock service, and we will also like to welcome our streaming audience. We are a social media friendly church, so if you would, please check in on any of the social forums, share or like us on Facebook or Instagram, tweet memorable moments from today's message, or Snapchat a picture or video using hashtag GoodHopeHTX. For more information about our ministries, please visit us at www.goodhope.org. Lastly and lovingly, Please take this opportunity to silence your cell phones. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to worship. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand on our feet so we can begin our time of worship and praise. Now, if you were able to stand up on your feet, the Lord deserves a hand clap of praise because you got up on your own. Matter of fact, God already took care of you this morning. He woke you up in your right mind. Not only did he do that, he allowed you to put yourself together and look all pretty and fancy just to get to the house of prayer. He's a good God, and he's worthy of our praise. Not a pity pat praise. No, he's worthy of a praise. He's worthy of a thunderous praise. He's worthy of a praise that everybody can hear that good hope is here to worship God. So praise him for all of his goodness. And this morning, let us join together and read the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. Let us read it together. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. 
When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen. He is God. And what I like about Isaiah, he said he's God all by himself. He don't need any help to help you. He can do it all by himself. And if I'm going to get help, that's who I want help from. Amen. Let's praise God because he is a mighty good God. God, we come this morning to praise you and to worship you and to lift up your holy name. We thank you because you are the God that we can count on. You are the God that takes care of us. You are the God that looks out after us even when we can't look out after ourselves. So we come right now to praise you and to worship you in this place. And Lord, let this praise and this worship be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. And bless our time right now. God, we love you. We bless your holy name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, if you come to give God some praise, come on, clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. The song says, every praise belongs to God. It's to our God. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Let's go.
from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. How many of y'all have a praise in your heart today? Hallelujah. Come on, if you would, just lift your hands and let's begin to worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you in this place. All glory and honor is yours. You are the only God, our Savior. You're our Redeemer. You're our, and we love you. We love you so much, God, for what you did for us on Calvary. And we long to be in your presence today, God. Your word declares that they who worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. And that's our full intention today, to worship you, to give you the honor and the glory that's due you. Hallelujah. Bless your name. The song says this. You are my passion. You're my one desire, you, Lord, only you, Lord, only you. Can we worship together today, everybody? You are my passion. You are my passion. You're my one desire. Father, we delight in your presence today. You are my passion, yeah. You are my passion. My one desire. My one desire. You, Lord. You, Lord. Only you. Only you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Only you. Oh, only you. Only you. Only you, Lord. sing that one more time, everybody. Say, you are my passion, Lord. My one desire. This place, Father. Say you are my passion, Lord. 
If you know that our God is great, and the word says that he is greatly to be praised. 
Bless the name of the Lord. Listen, it's fellowship time. Come on, you know how we roll. Come on, get out of your row. Get out of your row. There's somebody you haven't seen in a while, so go find them and speak to them and greet your brothers and sisters and welcome them to worship this morning. Amen. And while you continue clapping, let's give God praise this morning for ministry and dance by our young adult dance ministry. Can you imagine? Can you imagine just standing before the king? I can only imagine 
Come on, let's thank God for our young adult dance ministry. Man, I remember when they were the, nobody was thinking about them because they wasn't even born yet ministry. It's just, then they used to be the children's ministry and then the, the teen and now here we're watching these beautiful young ladies dedicate themselves and glorify God. What a blessing. Well, good morning, everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if you know God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to the Lord today. <clears throat> we are grateful and thankful for the Lord allowing our moments to roll on just a little while longer. I want to thank you for your prayers. We had a uh, successful trip to Havana, Cuba uh, on our mission trip there this past week. A uh, lot of walking, um, really, really hot uh, down there. Um, we're at the uh, La Iglesia de la Merced uh, or the Mercy Church. Um, it's a church um, pastored by Pastor Gilberto Walker, um, and Father Walker has a tremendous ministry there. Um, they feed about 150 seniors every day uh, who are suffering in the old city. Um, that's part of the medicine that you all donated uh, that we were able to take there. Um, as you know, they have socialized medicine there, but they run out of a lot of things. And so the church has almost a makeshift kind of pharmacy that they're connected to so that families who need assistance when they run out of medical supplies or have to go through a lot of red tape can go and, and get that help. Um, that was Pastor Alan Patterson from the Mount Corinth Church, uh, my mentor. <coughs> Dr. A. Lewis Patterson went to home to be with the Lord five years ago and uh, Pastor Allen has succeeded him there, and so we were on the trip. This is our second time uh, to Cuba together, and uh, really a blessing. We're working on some other things as well, how we can extend our, our trip there, um, identifying some other churches and some other regions um, that we can go into to uh, figure out how we can have a meaningful, <coughs> ongoing ministry impact there. But... Man, just grateful for what is going on and grateful to be a partner with a church that's on the ground making it happen. Give yourselves a hand for your support uh, in this endeavor. I also want to remind you locally uh, the opportunity that God is giving us. We have our community empowerment event this weekend. On Friday, we have our worship and work time. Uh, when we come together and pray over the boxes of food that we're preparing and we have our assembly line putting those boxes together and then on Saturday we have our community empowerment event. Grateful to Pastor Sloan and the rest of the outreach team. Uh, we have been approved now to move to the next level and will become a food bank site on an ongoing basis so we'll be distributing food to community residents now once or twice a week along with our monthly 
outreach as well. And uh, so we're thankful for that. We've got so many exciting things happening and uh, really excited. Our new app, we'll launch that later on in our service. And uh, man, just getting ready for some, some great things. Um, I want to change up our order of service a little bit. Uh, typically, we'll do this at the end, but I, I kind of intermingle it. And I want us to move it up today because I think it, it's a significant event in the life of our church that sometimes when we do it at the end of service, um, people are leaving for a variety of reasons, um, but they really miss understanding how much of a church family we really are. Um, one of the unique things about Good Hope is that we are a multi-generational church with effective ministries at each age-appropriate level. And that's a blessing because, you know, nothing against being 30, but, you know, I wouldn't want to be part of a church where the smartest person was 30 years old. Now, now when you're 30, you think you know everything. And then when you turn 40, you realize how much you didn't know when you were 30. And then when you get 50, you realize how much you didn't know when you were 40. And it, you just start gain, gaining some wisdom. Um, you know, and, but, it, but that multi-generational aspect, some of us grew up with that when you had grandparents living in the neighborhood, right? It wasn't that your parents were so smart when they were raising you. There was a village that surrounded them, and you had aunts and uncles and grandparents, etc. And that's the beauty of our church, and I'm, I'm really grateful. I want to ask the uh, Frank family if they will come forward. Uh, we are going to dedicate to the Lord um, their baby, Noel Jade Frank, who was born September the 23rd, 2018. And normally we do our baby dedications at the end, but I, I like to bring it in sometimes just for us to realize that, you know, we're part of a, a legacy here at Good Hope. Um, our church, for those of you who are visiting, is 147 years old. I'm the sixth pastor in 147 years, and this is, this is an institution, amen? Amen. Any family members or friends who are here, please come up with them because this is not just for the immediate family. This is for all of you who have known and loved this family and prayed for them um, because you're all part of this village, and I think... Uh, when we get to a place in our society, when we realize that we are responsible for more than just the people who are at our individual address, you know what I mean? We, we've gotten to a place now, we don't even know who our neighbors are. Um, they, they say there's several reasons for that. One is because when we build houses now, we don't put front porches on them anymore. You know, people used to sit out on the porch and just wave at folk they didn't even know, Right. And, but you knew your neighbors, and, and so we don't, we don't know our neighbors. Neighborhood schools are gone now. We have schools of choice. So people who live in the same block are going to different schools at different times of the day. Uh, we have uh, automatic uh, garage door openers. So we don't even get outside of our cars to walk in the house and speak. We just drive into the back cave, right, and drive out. And if your windows are tinted dark enough, you don't even know who drove in. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I just saw a car go in there. I don't know who it was. Yeah. How long you been living with the prowl? I don't know who even lives in there. You know, and now with automatic driving, you don't even know if anybody's driving the car, right? 
Um, so, so this is a tremendous opportunity, and I believe this is where uh, we can at least recreate community and church um, because these are not family members by chance. These are family members by choice, right? You choose to be here, and uh, you can create that family environment, all right? In Matthew chapter 19, beginning at verse 13, the New Living Translation reads, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands upon them, on their heads and blessed them before he left. The family is a divine institution ordained by God in the beginning of time. And children are a heritage from God. And they are committed to their parents for care, for love, protection, and training. And it is important for all parents and all of us who are adults to recognize our responsibility to impart upon our children the principles, the morals that they need to become the adults that God is calling for them to become. There are many who view children as a burden in the world, but the Bible says children are a blessing from God. And if children appear to be a burden to you, I submit to you, the problem is not with the children. The problem is with the parents who have failed to understand that children are never to be left on their own to raise themselves but they are to be raised and instructed by their parents. Hannah recognized that her child was a gift from God. She had prayed for years, and when she learned that she was pregnant, she raised that child. She named him Samuel, which literally means he was God-asked. And when that child was weaned, she took that child and presented him to the Lord and gave him back to God to be used in the service of the Lord. And the Bible says God saw her sacrifice and blessed her with more children. We come today to dedicate to the Lord Noel Jade Frank. Parents are Dewan and Jamie Frank. Grandparents, godparents, and family members and friends are here who make up this village. And you and I have a responsibility to expand that village of love around this child so that we can watch her grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And just like we saw these young ladies, these young adults dancing, many of whom were not even born when I came here, and we have watched them grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord to become women of God in their own right, we give this child the same Opportunity. I have a charge to make to all of you who are present, to the parents and to those of you who make up the village. And if you agree with this charge, I will ask you to repeat and say, I will. In the sight of God and in the presence of these witnesses, do you promise to raise this child in the fear and admonition of the Lord? If so, say, we do. Do you promise to seek to lead her to know Jesus Christ as a Savior and Lord at a young age? If so, answer, we do. 
Do you promise as much as possible to set before her a godly example of consistent Christian living? If so, answer, we do. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, through its pastor, accepts this child in dedication and assumes responsibility before God to aid you, the mother and father, to raise this child in the fear and admonition of the Lord, to bring the resources that are necessary so that we can invest in her and invest in him and invest in both of you to help you be all that God wants you to be. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings in this dedication. Join hands, family members, with one another and uh, touch and agree right now. Father, we bless you and thank you for this day. We thank you for Noelle Jade Frank. We thank you, God, because she is a gift from you. And we pray now your choice blessings upon her. God, we pray for her mother and father who will be her primary instructors in life. We pray for her mother who will be the first hero of her life, who will be the person that she would look at and desire to be like before anybody else. We thank you for her father who will be the first love of her life, the man who will set the tone as to who she will look for in a man and how she will expect to be treated by men. And she will learn that example by how she observes his treatment of her mother. We pray now, God, and ask you to assign your very best available angel to watch over young Noel. Keep her, God, from hurt, harm, and danger because we know as loving and as caring as this mother and father are and these family members are, there will be dangers that she will face that none of us will be able to keep her from but you will be her keeper and her guide. And so, God, we commit her to your care. And, God, when she reaches an age of accountability, help her, God, to come to that place where she will know you as Savior and Lord and become the woman that you're calling her to be. We ask you to bless her right now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Have your way in her life, God. Keep her and we know she shall be kept. Bless her and we know she shall be blessed. It's in Jesus' name we pray and ask all of these blessings. Amen. 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 Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Bless her. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for this family. Amen. Singing men of hope are going to come back and minister in song. And following that, uh, we'll have our word for today. I think they've got an A and B selection for us. And uh, following that, we'll have our word for today. We're continuing our look at who God is. And one of the things that I have learned in life is that many times um, I have to be reminded of some things. Not that I didn't know, but I just forgot. Right? It's not at the forefront of my thinking. And the sad truth is many times that happens with God. It's not that we don't know God, but sometimes we have to be reminded of who God is. Now, sometimes we don't know and we need to be taught. But either way, I hope and pray that you've been blessed and encouraged by our series. And uh, today we're going to look at one of the more popular compound names of God. 
And I pray that God will give you encouragement and insight into what's going on in your own life. Come on, put your hands together as a singing men of hope. Come. Listen, how many of you all have determined that you will not allow a rock to outpraise you? Hallelujah. The song says, ain't no rock going to cry in my place as long as I'm alive to glorify his name. Real simple song. Once you catch it, you can sing it along with us. It goes like this. Ain't no rock going to cry in my place. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Ain't no rock going to cry in my place. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. As long as I'm alive to glorify his holy name. Let's go. Hey, come on, say. Gonna cry in my place As long as I'm alive Ain't no rock Gonna cry in my place As long as I'm alive Ain't no bird gonna sing in my place. As long as I'm alive, Ain't no bird gonna sing in my place. As long as I'm alive, yeah. In my place, as long as I'm alive, yeah, ain't no tree, yeah, gonna clap in my place, as long as I'm alive, yeah, somebody ought to praise the Lord.
Say man this morning. Let's try to say man again this morning. Amen. Philip Yancey wrote a book many years or so about what's so amazing about grace. And I, the whole idea was to look at the, the attitude of grace in the life of a Christian. We know that we've been saved by grace, but one thing we must understand we need grace every day of our lives. We need God's unmerited favor, God looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs. I love the acronym GRACE, it stands for, the G stands for God's riches at Christ's expense. So this song says how we made it this far, and it's all about the grace of God. Mm, how did I make it all these years? How did I make it this far? Through the valleys and over the hills, I know it had to be God. How did I make it through the storm? How did I make it through the rain? If you want to know just how I've got here, you know what? It's so easy to explain. It was God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. It was God's grace. God's grace. His amazing grace. God's grace. Mm, I made it this far. I made it this far. Oh, yes, I did. By the grace of God. How you brought me through the night Lord you kept me And you never left me You stood by my side There were so many times That I couldn't come through When old man death He tried to take me in so the reason I'm here, it's not hard for me to see. In fact, it's so easy to explain. It's God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. It was God's grace. God's grace. His amazing grace. God's grace. Oh, I made it this far. I made it this far. Oh, yes, I did. It was by the grace. 
are the times when I strayed away, and even though I knew his word, but still I wouldn't obey. But God's mercy and his grace just stayed with me, and it brought me, it brought me all the way. God's grace, God's grace. it was God's grace. I did by the grace, by the grace of God. Anybody want to know how I'm standing here? Anybody want to know I'm still standing here today? Oh, I made it this far. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. They said I wouldn't make it. Some people said that I would not be here today. Oh, but look at me. I made it this far. It was only by the grace of God. By the grace. By the grace of God. Guess what? Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. so amazing about grace.
Somebody here can testify it was God's grace. Come on, you look better on the outside than what you've been through. Folk have no idea. All you've been through. But thank God for his amazing grace. It was grace that brought me. It was grace that kept me. When I thought I was going to lose my mind, it was grace. Amazing grace. I know that's too old school for some of y'all, but deserve it when I got it. Don't deserve it now. Unmerited favor. Extraordinary goodness. Unconditional love. Finds me where I am. Gives me what I need. Just when I need it most. Yeah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Still a work in progress. Hallelujah. You don't know, like I know, what God has done for me. And it hasn't been because I'm so good. It hasn't been because I'm so kind. But it was by his grace. Thank you, brothers, for reminding us today that it was his amazing grace. I know some of y'all always been like you are. You, you pass on this praise. But for the rest of us that are still in process, come on, for the rest of us that are still making progress, For the rest of us who are not ashamed to say, he brought me a mighty long way through many dangers, toils, and snares. Lord, have mercy. I'm trying to hold my peace, y'all, but I... When I think of the goodness of Jesus... And all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, my, 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 my soul, ah. 
wish I had at least three people who wasn't ashamed to give them some praise today. The person next to you might know, not know what you've been through, but when you look back over your life, can I get at least three people who are not ashamed to give God some glory? Come on, can we just give them some praise just for a minute? Come on, one, two, one, two, three, come on. get it out. I got a praise. I got a praise. I got a praise and I got to get it out. I got a praise. some of y'all looking saying it don't take all of that no you're right it doesn't take all it takes more than that come on hire somebody come on hey Thank you, Lord. 
Everybody say it for yourself. Somebody give him some praise in this in this place. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you today. 
And we pray that our worship would continue in your word, that your word as it goes forth would be the facilitator of worship and not the object of worship. Bless as only you can, God, so that good seed would find good soil in our hearts and it might produce great fruit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So one of my most memorable teachers in high school was my history and government teacher named Mr. Trainer. Mr. Trainer was a different kind of guy as I think back. He was relatively young, but he was kind of old acting, you know. And, and I didn't know if Mr. Trainer really liked me or not. Matter of fact, I don't know if he really liked anybody much. He, he was one of those guys that kind of had, as I think back on it, a kind of surly kind of personality. Now, I would think he would like me because I was the best player on the basketball team and he drove the bus for the basketball players. But then maybe they made him drive the bus. I don't know. Because it was just hard to read Mr. Trainer. And, and the first quiz of the year didn't make it easier. Hardest quiz I've ever had in my life. Senior year, history, St. Augustine Prep. Hardest quiz ever. Like 99% of the people failed the quiz. And I'm like, I know I studied, I read. And so when I got my little failing grade back, I was like, okay, what's up with this? Now, I understand he's going to drop the two lowest grades. But I kind of want to save my drops, you know what I mean, for when I want to use them. And so we go back over this quiz, and we're like, uh, Mr. Trainer, number three, where was that in chapter one? And he's like, oh, it's right there on page 17. Page 17, yeah, open your books, page 17. Open the books to page 17, man, and I'm marking up my books. I'm, I don't see nothing there. He said, go down to the footnotes. <laughs> and he was like, hmm? The footnotes. He said, yeah. He said, right there at the bottom of the page in the footnotes. See the reference right there? You expected us to know the footnotes? <laughs> Mr. Cofield, I told you and told you all that you would be responsible for everything in chapter one. That includes the footnotes. And he said it with like this pride, like, <laughs> gotcha. Now, now, you know when you go and you get ready to take a test, normally that review period before, as a student, I don't care where it is, high school, college, graduate school, you start asking questions like this. What are you looking for? Because you already know, right, the teachers have this reputation of trying to play these tricks on you like, gotcha. What are you looking for? What, are, what do you want us to know? Because I want to be prepared for any test I have to take. But my brothers and sisters, one of the worst things to have is a pop-up test, a surprise test that you had no opportunity to prepare for. But it can get even worse. What if the test is a test that's given every day? And what if the tester is not a professor, but it's God? 
See, I submit to you today, my brothers and sisters, that some of you are struggling in your Christian life right now. You are going through a particularly different, difficult time. Why? Because you are in the midst of a test. It's not a test that you feel prepared for. It's not a test that was announced. It's not a test that God said, here it's coming, but you're in the midst of a test anyway. The question is not, will you have tests in life? The question is, when the test comes, how will you perform? Will you pass or will you fail? And in our text today, God gives a test. In this chapter, in Genesis chapter 22, God gives Abraham what is arguably the biggest test of his life. Bigger than a promise that was made that he had to wait 25 years to have fulfilled bigger than a challenge to leave his family members behind, bigger than any challenge he had because God tests him to see if he had the faith to give up and give back to God what he waited so long to get from God. And somebody today, you're in the midst of a test. You're in the midst of a test and God is trying to figure you out. But more than that, more than figure you out, God is trying to get you to figure yourself out to get you to see where you really are. Today, for a few moments, <clears throat> I want to look at one of the most popular compound names of God, Jehovah Yireh. We pronounce it in English typically Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. The Lord who provides. And it's in the midst of this test that God reveals himself to be the God who provides. I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that many times we can't know who God really is until we get in a test. Until we get to a place where God is trying to stretch us, where God is trying to pull us, where God is trying to show us something about him that we can't see if we stay where we are. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Two things I want you to see in part one of this message, and we'll move forward with it on next week. Number one, you need to realize there are times the Lord will test your faith. You need to realize there are times the Lord will test your faith. Genesis 22 verse 1. The New Living Translation says sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Now, you recall Abram and Sarai were given a promise by God that they would be the mother and father of a great nation, of many people. And the Bible says Sarai and Abram got impatient. Ten years after waiting, decided to take matters into their own hands. And they ended up with a child by the name of Ishmael 13 years later, right? They, they have this child. They have this child after 10. And then 13 years later, uh, there's all of this friction in the household because they took matters into their own hands. And then God comes back. When Abram is now 99, he made the promise when Abram was 75, he comes back to him when he's 99 and says, hey, Abram, 
you remember that promise I made you? I'm still going to make good on it. And Abram's like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Sarah is way beyond childbearing years, and I can't do nothing now. And God says, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting until you couldn't help and Sarah couldn't help. So now I'll get the glory. And the Bible says he blesses them and changes their name, right, from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. The child of promise is conceived and given birth to. He is named Isaac. And the Bible says they all live together. Well, between the time of Isaac's birth and our chapter today, Ishmael and Isaac have some conflict. You know it never got right between Sarai and or Sarah and Hagar. And so Sarah gives a nod, Hagar and Ishmael, it's time for them to leave. And now Abraham has his son of promise, and he's waiting for God to bless. He's waiting for God to make him the father of many nations, like he said. And the Bible says God has a test for him. That word test uh, means to prove or to try um, a modern word that we might use to vet, um, to make sure that what it looks like on the outside is what it really is on the inside, right? Gold jewelry looks gold until it gets in salt water. We're going to find out how real it is, not by how it looks, but how it handles some adverse elements. And God says, I'm coming to test you. Now, here's what I need you to know. This wasn't Abraham's first test. See, he was tested back when God called him to leave all of his relatives in Ur of the Chaldees and said, follow me. Abram, like most of us, would say, God, where are we going? He said, don't worry about where we're going. I just need you to have the faith to leave where you are. Can you trust me to leave where you are and believe that I'm going to take you to a better place? Abram passed that test. Um, there was a test that came with his nephew, Lot. Uh, he loved his nephew, Lot, and Lot went with him. But there came a point when Lot decided he wanted to stop and stay in a land that was later identified as Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abram had a choice. He could have either chosen to stay with his nephew, whom he loved, or continue on following God. And the Bible says he continued to follow God. There was, of course, a test with Hagar and the boy that would be born of that relationship, Ishmael. Uh, but now here comes this ultimate test. This is like the cumulative test. This is the final exam test, right? This is the test that takes all of the other tests you had into consideration and says, now here is the ultimate final exam for you. Abraham, can you pass this test? And for somebody in here, I need you to know you're in that place right now where you're being tested. Now, think back for a moment. Step out of your pity party and think about how many tests you've been through in life. Like, this is not your first test, right? 
every test has prepared you for the next test. Um, spiritual growth is epigenetic. And by that, what I mean is that each layer builds upon the other. And you can't skip one level and jump to the next level. You've got to go through that level in order to build a good spiritual foundation. Let me give you an example. Math is an epigenetic subject, right? So if you miss pre-algebra, you can't do calculus. Are you following me? You, you can't do calculus. Uh, if, if you miss differential equations, you can't do trigonometry. Right? Because the subject matter builds upon. So when somebody says, I'm really bad at math, what they're saying is there's something I missed in my math education that has kept me from being able to excel at math as I moved on. Right? Uh, when I transferred schools my senior year in high school, I went from algebra to calculus and skipped trigonometry. Because I had trigonometry scheduled my senior year in public high school, but they did it their junior year in the private high school. So I had to crash just enough trigonometry to be able to get through pre-calculus. It was not fun. And math was always my favorite subject, but I missed something. So here's what God is saying. God is saying, I've got a test for you. What are you missing? Can I give you two things that God typically will reveal in the test? A, he wants to ascertain the state of your own faith. He wants you to ascertain the state of your own faith. See, the problem is we tend to think more highly of ourselves than we should. And if not for a test, we think we're more spiritual than we really are. And the reason we think we're more spiritual than we really are is because we typically compare ourselves to folk that we know are doing a whole lot worse than we are. When people tell you something like this, I can be a Christian by myself. I don't need to come to church, right? I can be a Christian by myself. Here's the problem with that. You always think you're a better Christian when you're by yourself. Because there's nobody to check you, to challenge you, to test you. One of the greatest proving grounds of how much of a Christian you are is in the context of relationships. Don't tell me you're a great Christian and you're single. Everybody can be a great Christian by themselves because nobody's challenging you. It's in the context of marriage. It's in the context of relationships. It's in the context of parenting. It's in the context of having parents that you find out whether or not you are really a Christian. Tests come to help you ascertain the state of your own faith. God needs you to know the state of your own heart. Look at B, to ascertain what more you need to learn about the Lord. Test the given so you can see how much more you need to learn about God. If you think you have arrived, God says, I got a test. And let's show you whether or not you have really arrived. You've been bragging, you've been boasting, you've been talking about how you putting your heel on the devil's head. You praying every day. 
you fasting, you read the whole Bible in a year, and God says, okay, now I got a test for you. Let's see if you can pass the test. Someone in here today, this is not your first test, it's not your last test, but it may be the toughest test you had to date. And God said, let's see how you do with this test. James chapter 1, verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God promised to those who love him. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, let's read it together. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. Circle the word tested. And for 10 days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. I want you to underline that phrase for 10 days. Every test has a beginning and every test has an ending. Tests are not eternal. Tests are not everlasting, even though they can be excruciating. And sometimes the key to passing the test is just surviving the test. Learning how not to quit in the midst of the exam period. Here's the second thing. Number two, your absolute surrender to the Lord is dependent upon your willingness to make the ultimate sacrifice to the Lord. Your absolute surrender to the Lord is dependent upon your willingness to make the ultimate sacrifice to the Lord. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Take your son, your only son, underline only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, underline the phrase, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. Take your only son. This is the son you've been praying for. This is the son you waited for for 25 years. That son, your only son, your only son because Ishmael is gone now. You have sent him off. Watch this. There is no fallback. There is no safety net. Take your only son, the one you really for real for real love, and go sacrifice him. In the land of Moriah, the word Moriah means scene of Yah, scene of Yahweh. He says, I want you to go and sacrifice your child. You, you're talking about something difficult. Wait a minute. I've been waiting. I, I waited for 25 years for this child to be born. And now we're into our relationship years after that. And you want me to sacrifice my son? Right? You, you want me to surrender my son. You, you, you want me to give up my son. L listen to me carefully. Here's when you know it's a true test. It's a true test when you are called to sacrifice 
what you don't want to give up. See, see, most of us don't know anything about sacrificial Christianity. Um, because what we want to give doesn't cost us anything. Okay, y'all looking at me strange. Let me put a cord in the meter and park here for a second. Um, so my grandfather would give up something for Lent, right? And, and some of you have family members that do that. They're going to make a sacrifice for Lent. Well, if I announce I'm giving up rutabagas for Lent, <clears throat> and I don't eat rutabagas, I don't even know what a rutabaga is. That's not much of a sacrifice. Are you following me? We have no problem giving what doesn't cost us anything or require a sacrifice. Uh, David went to worship the Lord, and, and the owner of the threshing floor was so moved by having David in his midst and he said, David, he said, listen, king, you don't have to worry about paying for anything. I'm going to give you the, 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 the firewood. I'm going to give you the, the, the offering. I'm going to give you everything. And David says, I'm not going to offer to God something that costs me nothing. And the problem with too many of us is we won't worship on the cheap. We don't want to make a sacrifice. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person next to you. We don't want to make a sacrifice. No, they don't want to sacrifice. Listen, I can talk about giving, and some of y'all won't change your giving. You spend more on coffee than you give to the Lord every week. You don't have to say amen. I know I'm right. You in there talking about I need, I need a non-fat espresso latte with no foam. 2% soy. You're going to spend your 5 to $10 a day. and Oh, and give me one of them cheese Danish. Heat it up for me, please. But we don't want to sacrifice. God, I, don't make it cost me something. No, don't make it cost me something. What is God testing you to sacrifice, to give up? Watch this. Whether it's an attitude, an action, or an associate. What are you holding on to that you have been unwilling to give up that's keeping you from getting where God wants you to be? See, for somebody in here, it's that attitude. Maybe it's that self-righteousness that makes you think you always right and everybody else is wrong. Maybe it's your pride. Maybe it's that envying spirit that you have where you really hate on other people, but you try to do it on the cool, but that's really what it is. It's sin. Maybe it's your gossiping. Where you are, well, I'm just saying. No, stop saying. Keep your mouth shut. Stop saying. <laughs> like, just because you can say it don't mean you need to say it. Stop. You're just piling up sin points. Just piling them up. 
Come on, I'm just keeping it real. Just piling up points. Some of y'all laughing about the person y'all thinking about. Y'all like, I'm going to buy a copy of this for that person, just this section right there. What are you willing to give up for God? That's the question. See, the test came when God said, I need more than wood. I, 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 need, I need more than, than an animal. I want the thing you love the most. Are you willing to give me the thing you love the most? See, God did not test Abraham so that Abraham could prove himself to God. God knew Abraham's heart. Abraham needed to know his own heart. And God is not testing you for him to find out something new about you. He already knows. He's trying to get you to find out something about yourself. Are you really willing to trust God? Or are you still holding on to some stuff and giving God what doesn't mean anything? If I sat there and said, I'm going to make a sacrifice to the Lord and, and I give a dollar and I got $50 in my pocket, that ain't much of a sacrifice, right? It's probably not much of a sacrifice. But if I say I'm going to give God a dollar and I got a dollar in my pocket that, and that's all I got, that, that's pretty good sacrifice. That's what Jesus said about the widow. He said she gave two mites, but she gave her all. Right? She was willing to make a sacrifice. And that's what God wants. He wants our all. Look at Mark 12, beginning at verse 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Look at how many times all appears. Because God doesn't want some. He wants it all. He says, you must love me with all that you have and love me more than you love anybody else. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Watch this. When your love for somebody causes you to excuse your disobedience to God, then you're giving too much love to that person. Because ultimately, your love for somebody else should be reflecting your love for God. Look at 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. Let's read it together. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Circle that word completely. Isn't that the kind of love you want, a complete love? Well, I want you to know God wants that kind of love. And if you want complete from God, then you have to give complete to God. 
Stop worshiping on the cheap. Stop asking God to give you more than you're willing to give to him. You know, one of the things, everybody likes a good deal, right? Everybody likes a sale. But folk that are always asking for hookups, that bothers me. You know what I mean? Because you want to hook up at, like, my expense, you know. I want to hook up at my expense. Like, well, how much? How much is it? Well, it costs, son. Can you hook a brother up? <laughs> no, it's how much it costs. Take your cheap stuff somewhere else. Go on somewhere else. You know what I mean? You know, like, like folk, I remember when we had the brunches. I had, we had the brunches. And folk would complain about the brunch price. Now, these were clearly folk who had never been to brunch anywhere in their life. Right, like you can't go to anywhere, brunch, all you can eat, including the juice, drink, and desserts for $19. Where can you go? And it's good. Right? Nowhere. Some of y'all are like, when are we going to bring it back, right? We're going to bring it back, not at that price. I'm just saying. Well, I ain't got to get no fish. I can get fish anywhere. But take your filet of fish eating self. Go on down to McDonald's. Go down to McDonald's. You ain't got to go to Papa. Don't go with somewhere else. If that's what you want. Go get you a can of Bumblebee. I don't know. Because we have this bargain basement cheap mentality and we bring it to worship. And we want to bring God our least, but we want from God our best. We want God to give us his best. But here we come with our lease. God says he wants you to make an absolute surrender to God. Look at Romans 12, 1, and then I'm going to let you go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So here's the question, and this is the test. Are you willing to give back to God that which you love the most that he's already given to you? And are you willing to say, God, here it is, and I trust you. I had to wait on you to get it, but I'm trusting you with it, and I'm giving it back to you. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. We thank you for your word, and I pray now that your word is find fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people, and I pray that we would leave here more determined to endure and pass whatever tests come our way, knowing that we will pass our tests when we love you in complete and total submission. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, if you've been blessed, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Thank God for that word today. Amen. Amen. Those of you who can and will, please stand on your feet. I know that you've been blessed 
by that challenging word. There's somebody here today that's been struggling with giving yourself to God. You look for him to give you everything that he has, but you've been holding back. Well, today is a good time to give yourself to the Lord. Today is a good time to come and have a saving faith relationship with the one that died for you. It's a good time today. So if you've never accepted Christ in the pardon of your sins, we extend to you right now an opportunity to come just as you are. You don't have to try to get right. You can come just like you are with your burdens, all of your doubts, fears. Come right now. God is waiting on you to come to him. So we extend now to you to come just as you are as the choir sings. wondering if this is the place you need to be. Yes, it is. So we extend to you a chance right now to come and join this family. We're not perfect in any shape, form, or fashion, but come join us on the journey as we become all God wants us to be. So we welcome you. If you've been out of church and you know you need to be in church, we encourage you right now to come back. God's been waiting on you to change your mind and come back to where you know you need to be. So we invite you now to come just as you are as the choir sings. I'll say yes. Yes. Lord, yes. Yes. Come on. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters that have come. Stretch your hands out. Lord, we come right now to thank you for this group of men and women, Lord, that have come and made a decision. Lord, we don't know all that they need, but uh, we know that you do, and we pray right now that you meet their needs according to the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, we pray that you help us to lead them along the way and disciple them, Lord, and show them the love of God. 
that you so lovingly give us day by day. So bless them now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Take care of them, Lord, and we thank you that they have become a part of this family. And we lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Yes, you may be seated. Amen. Amen. All right, church family, it's time for the offering. All right. While you prepare for that, Master Control, we're in your hands. For nearly 20 years, Awana has reached boys and girls with the gospel of Christ. As we kick off the 2019-2020 season, we need you. Volunteers are requested to serve in check-in, meals, teaching, or games. Choose the area that fits you and join us today. For more information and to sign up to serve, email Dr. Misha Birkins at mbirkins at goodhope.org. We look forward to you serving. Join us for our second annual Couples Two-Step Dance Class as we learn to step in the name of love, rekindling unconditional love. This event is hosted by our marriage ministry, but is open to those who are engaged as well as those who are in a serious, committed relationship. The event to be held Saturday, August 24th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. in The View. The cost is $30 per couple. It will be a time of food, fun, dancing, and fellowship. Please register on the Hope Network or for more information, Contact Minister Darrell Rose at 281-541-5706. We look forward to dancing with you soon. Our magnification team helps us to live a lifestyle of worship. If you have the gift, skill set, or desire to learn public speaking, acting, interpretive liturgical dance, read music, Use your hands to communicate with our TBD, technically blind and deaf community, or sing melodiously. Please email Minister Mark Taylor at mtaylor at goodhope.org. For more information about any of our other magnification team entities, please see our ministry monthly calendar at goodhope.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon. Family of Hope. The Hope for Families Food Pantry is coming soon. Starting in October, our Client Choice Food Pantry, which is in partnership with the Houston Food Bank, will be open weekly, providing food for families in need in a dignified and respectful way. Serving opportunities include greeters, registration, product organizers, inventory control, stockers, shopping, caring assistants, floaters, and baggers. We invite you, yes you, to join us in serving others. So please plan to attend a food pantry orientation meeting either Sunday, September 1st or September 8th at 10 a.m. or 12 p.m. in the gym. For more information, please contact Mark Sloan at msloan at goodhope.org. Ministry of Defense works to provide security and safety throughout the campus. The parking lot ministry. The purpose of the parking lot ministry is to be the first contact for those who drive on our campus. 
The soccer field is overflow parking. If the gate is closed, don't park there. When you see cones, it means don't park there. Thanks so much. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. Amen. Orange is the new no. Some of y'all got that. Orange, you don't park there. Amen. All right, we're going to ask the Deacon Chestnut to come up. And at this time, he's our social media guru, but uh, he's going to share with us the new app that the church has now developed, and I'll let him do the rest of the talking. Good afternoon. Good morning, church. How are we doing? Good. We have a, a quick video that we've put together. Um, if you could pull out your phones, um, if you have the old app, um, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and delete it, and then we're going to show you how to download the new app. Super duper simple. Uh, Master Control, go ahead and roll the video, please. Good Hope family. Our new I Am Hope mobile app is live and ready to be downloaded. If you have the old one, please uninstall it and download the new one. Regardless, if you have an Apple or Android device, we've created a couple easy ways for you to get it. Via our website, go to goodhope.org and click on the banner or text Good Hope MBC app to 77977 and you'll receive a response message with a link for you to click on. Or look for the posters in the sanctuary lobby or Center for Hope and scan the QR code. You can also open your Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search for Good Hope MBC or I Am Hope. We've partnered with PushPay in the development of this mobile app. So if you've been giving via PushPay, then setup will be easy. When you first open the app, you will be prompted to allow notifications. Go ahead and click allow, and we promise not to send more than four notifications per week. Check as many as you want, but at a minimum, please select events and emergency. We'll be adding more, so check back often. You'll then be prompted to allow location access. Go ahead and click only while using the app. Next, you'll create your profile. Follow the steps and enter in your mobile number and you'll receive a response message with a security code. The app is smart and will automatically display that number. For those that already have a PushPay account, it'll link up automatically and that's it. For those that don't have a PushPay account, you have one more step of entering your name and email. The app is super easy to use, but we want to quickly cover a couple of cool features. When the app first loads, you'll see a page listing all of our featured events. Scroll and click through them to stay informed of what's going on. Feel free to share these events via your social media platforms, text message, or email. At the bottom of the screen, you'll see a row of icons. Click on Sunday. This will give you everything you need for Sunday morning service live stream, sermon notes, Bible, and our social media platforms. You can even fill out the sermon notes via the app. There's an About Us icon, a Giving icon, and a More icon. Click on More, and you'll see ministries, events, archives, small groups, and Contact Us. 
We tried to fit as much as we could into the app just for you, so check it out. Finally, if you're just as excited as us about our new mobile app, please take 30 seconds and go back to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and submit a rating and leave a review. Let's continue to take hope to the world. Amen and amen. All right. So um, I joined Good Hope back in 2002, and um, I just started up my website design company, and I came to the church and said, hey, I want to redo the website. I want to redo, um, you know, the, uh, the online presence, um, and I got rejected. And so fast forward 15 years, um, and I got invited to be involved in Upwards and some other ministries here on campus, um, and then really began to learn some of the background and the behind the scenes of the church. Um, got to know some people, got to know some faces, um, and met the right people and made my ass again. Say, hey, I really want, would love to do the website um, and to help with the social media stuff. Um, and so sure enough, they let me at it. Um, and so we've been busy for the last two years now. Um, and so this is the fourth project that we've done. Super duper happy about it. One, because pastor's happy. When he's happy, I'm happy. <laughs> and uh, we want you all to use it, um, to make use of it. Um, it gives you all the information. I wish this was something that I had back in 2002 when I joined. Um, to give you the faces, the who, the what. I had no idea who Reverend Bell was. Um, had no idea who some of the ministers were. But this is the app that gives you that information, especially if you're new, of who these individuals are so that you can approach them with the name. If you want to email them, their email address is there, um, and go ahead and reach out and contact. So enjoy it. Uh, all the information that we hear in the sanctuary, the announcements are on the website. They're on the app. They're in the newsletter. Um, and so we try to keep everything synced up. So enjoy it. Make use of it. And if you have any problems or questions, feel free to reach out and let us know. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Deacon Chestnut. Please use that app. We're going to be referring to it over and over again. That's how we're going to be communicating with a lot of the uh, events that we have and uh, ministries. Uh, just be aware we're going to be using it heavily. Amen. All right. Let us continue in giving. Uh, Brother Deacons, you can proceed now. All we ask is that you give as God has blessed you. We ask that you give a sacrificial, a sacrificial gift, I should say. You know how the Lord has blessed you, because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Old song says you can't be God-given, no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. Just keep on giving. Yes, sir. So just give as the Lord has blessed you. Amen. for these gifts that have been given and we pray that they use to build the kingdom and to give you glory in Jesus name we pray amen I want to uh, remind you to continue to pray for our sick and shut in members check on them and visit with them uh, also our bereaved families the Cooper and Caraway families uh, keep them in your prayers 
Okay, it's time for us to recognize our guest. So today, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, would you please stand? We're not going to ask you to say anything. We do want to recognize you if you're visiting the first time. Amen. Amen. And when you stand, please remain standing. Well, we're so glad that you have come to visit with us today. We hope and pray that you have been blessed by the word and by the songs and by a friendly smile or a friendly hug. And if you enjoyed that, come back and we'll do it one more time. Amen. But because you're here today, we have a special reception for you. I'm going to ask that you gather your things and follow these young ladies who are part of our guest relations ministry. They're going to take you to the area for the reception. We have a special gift for you, as well as we're going to share a few things about the Good Hope Church. God bless you. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us today. You're welcome to come back anytime and all the time. Amen. Show some love, church, for our visitors. Right. Amen. Some upstairs and downstairs. All right, all right. All right. Everybody good? Well, let's stand and receive the benediction. Give a hug to, to your neighbor. Give, you ain't spoke to him, speak to him. Say, how you be? You looking good? Amen. All right. Is that a good word today from our senior pastor? Amen. Amen. All right. God, we thank you today the challenging word that you've given to us, reminding us afresh that you are a provider, and reminding us afresh that you are God, and you're God all by yourself. So we praise your name, and we thank you, Lord. And Lord, I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice right now, Lord, that you bless them uh, this week when they rise up early, Lord, and settle late. Uh, bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, hug somebody on your way out. <laughs>